This is episode number three in a fairly new video series that I'm doing called One and Done, where I take a deep dive into one specific issue of Sports Illustrated, tell some stories about the athlete that's on the cover, what else is going on in the issue, and then I'll take a look at some pop reports and any recent sales uh, toward the end. My name is Jim. I run this account called CGC Sports Illustrated, and the issue we're talking about today is absolutely one of my favorites, and I know I say that a lot, but man, this one is really at the top of the list. This is the very first cover appearance for Mike Tyson. So this issue came out on January 6th, 1986. It is volume number 64, issue number one. Let's just start with how freaking amazing this cover looks. You've got a very, very young 19-year-old Mike Tyson on the cover. Great looking shot. Got that famous smile. He's got the gloves up. Just looking great. And that headline, Kid Dynamite. And let's take a minute to kind of recap, you know, Tyson nicknames and that sort of stuff that he's had over his career. You know, Kid Dynamite was really kind of his first real nickname. And 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 while not many people called him that, the people around him did when he was an amateur and kind of getting into this because he was so young. But once it showed up on this Sports Illustrated cover, that nickname um, – really took off because of this Sports Illustrated cover. And he was known by Kid, Kid Dynamite for a long time. Um, but then several years later, that's really when Iron Mike Tyson kind of took off. And, and, and that's how I remember it. I just remember Michael Buffer doing the introduction of him when he was coming into the ring. And, you know, I, I mean, I can still hear that intro. He used to walk in to Public Enemy and welcome to the Terror Dome. And if you were, you know, a kid in the in the 80s like I was, Public Enemy was just, you know, mind-blowing and amazing. And the fact that Tyson was walking in to welcome to the Terror Dome, all black, black shorts, black shoes, black socks. The only thing that was different is he would take a white towel and put like a little slit down the middle of it and throw that over his head. And you got to realize, you know, this was completely different than what every else, everybody else in boxing was doing at the time. At the time, and really in history, it was all about being flashy satin robes and guys would walk in with their jewelry and that sort of stuff and you know shiny colors on their shorts and boots and shoes and all that nope not mike stripped down all black all business and then you had michael buffer doing the intro the undisputed undefeated heavyweight champion of the world mike tyson the red corner, wearing the solid black trunks and weighing 218 and one quarter pounds Originally from the streets of Brooklyn, he passed through the hometown of the late great trainer of Sampkins, Costamato, Catskill, New York, and he now lives in North New Jersey. His professional record, 34 consecutive victories with 30 knockouts, including 26 KOs in five rounds or less, and 15 in the first round alone. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the that does it for me every time i got chills i get chills every time i watch that or i see that intro i hear michael buffer introing tyson it was just such an amazing moment in time and to be a sports fan and to be a boxing fan because it was just Everything about him was just electric. Um, and then back to nicknames later in his career, you know, after Tyson was in prison and he got out of prison, had his comeback, he started using the name and being introed as uh, Mighty Mike Tyson. But that really didn't take off. And, uh, 
you know, not a whole lot ever came of that. Um, so Tyson won his first 19 fights all by knockout and 12 of them in the first round. That is an absolutely staggering statistic. Uh, he won his first title at age 20. He was the youngest heavyweight champion ever, a record that still stands to this day. He was um, the first fighter to ever hold the WBC, the w, uh, WBC, WBA, and IBF belts all at the same time. In fact, later on, he would uh, walk into the ring. He'd have a belt around his waist, and then he'd have uh, a one belt draped over each shoulder. And that was part of Tyson's thing, you know, all black, all these belts. It was that intimidation factor. And he always said, you know, that I, I won the fight before the, you know, the first bell rang. Um, because the guys were terrified of me and 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 didn't want to fight, and he saw the fear in their eyes. He beat Larry Holmes and Tony Tubbs and Michael Spinks famously um, in 91 seconds. I just absolutely loved boxing back then. I bought every single Tyson fight on pay per view. I'm not a boxing expert. I don't claim to be, so I'm not going to sit here and call Tyson the greatest heavyweight champ ever. He might be. I'm just not knowledgeable enough on the sport and its history to kind of say that. But here's what I will say. He was absolutely the most ferocious and terrifying heavyweight in history. Um, let's look at some other things that were going on in this copy of Sports Illustrated that came out that week. I love this one. I found this picture and this story about the New York Jets and how they uh, lost a game that week to the Patriots. And I thought that was so funny is, uh, you know, some things never change. The Jets still losing to the Patriots. Although I am a big fan of this Aaron Rodgers trade. Um now that the Jets have Aaron Rodgers, I'm kind of rooting for the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Now that may just be because I'm a Bears fan and I would love to see Rodgers, you know, stick it to the Packers um, and win a Super Bowl with the Jets, kind of the way Tom Brady uh, did it to the uh, the Patriots after he left there. But I thought that was hilarious that here we are, 40 years ago almost, and, you know, the Jets were still losing back then. I love this one. Moved myself around here so you can see this. Great picture of Tyson and his pigeons. And this kind of, Flew under the radar, so to speak, for a while, but came out later. Um, and the reason why I wanted to show this pic is because there was an interview, you know, later on that when Tyson, now this is Tyson, said that he was spending $400,000 a month on pigeons. I'm going to say that again, just so you make sure, you know, you heard me correctly. Tyson said he was spending $400,000 every month on pigeons um but whatever man hey i'm not judging it's your money do whatever you want to do with it love to see it okay let's uh dig in and take a look at the pop report here uh so this is the issue january 6 1986 first mike tyson cover you can see down here there's only 21 of these that have ever been graded in newsstand and let me tell you this is a really high demand issue so that's a pretty low pop count um, as most newsstand Sports Illustrated, you know, are, are pretty low. I think mean, the issue is not quite 40 years old, kind of sits on that, um, you know, kind of that ledge between modern and vintage. So it's old, but not super old, but really only 21 copies have ever been graded in newsstand. There is one 9.8, there's a 9.2, and there's four 9.4s. The other thing I want to show you here, so these, if you're not familiar with the CGC census, these are the columns. So this is the number of copies graded in the universal blue label, uh, the qualified green label, the yellow signature series label, and the purple uh, restored label. And look at this guy right here. We got one signature series graded at 9.0. Now, I'm not going to take a deep dive into signature series, but that is CGC's in-house auto, in autograph authentication program. It is extraordinarily difficult to get. 
It's not like PSA, JSA, and Beckett where, you know, you get something signed and you send it into them and they're like, yeah, this is real or not. Uh, no, to qualify for signature series, you have to go to an event where the athlete is signing. There must be a signature series facilitator and witness present at the event, and they must go with you and actually witness that athlete signing that item. And then immediately you don't get the item back. CGC takes the item and it goes off for grading. And then once it's graded and encapsulated, you get it back. So signature series sports illustrateds are really rare out of the tens and tens and tens of thousands of sports illustrateds that have been graded. I think there's only 36 ever copies, any copies of any issue of sports illustrated that have qualified for signature series. So the fact that there's a Mike Tyson signature series that exists uh, and it's one of those 36. It's it's uber, uber rare and uh, and 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 an awesome piece. And in fact, here it is. Resize myself here so you can see it a little bit better. Um, this is the 9.0 Signature Series Tyson. This um, sold, geez, two or three years ago. So a friend of mine that I know via Instagram, he's actually a collector who lives in Hong Kong, um, was messaging me about this. He's like, hey, what do you think of this one? I'm thinking about picking it up. Uh, I might buy it. And he went ahead and bought it. And uh, it was the first graded Sports Illustrated he ever bought. Uh, so he went big from the get-go. And uh, to my knowledge, he still owns this. Uh, like I said, he's a guy I know through Instagram, collector in Hong Kong, has an amazing sports memorabilia collection. Um, and this is just one of the pieces. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, – that's the 9.8 Tyson that exists. This is a friend of mine's. He owns it, a well-known collector in the hobby. I am proud to say that I was the guy that pressed this issue. So um, always fun when I can play a small part in uh, popping a 9.8 on just a, a massively uh, collectible issue like this. So let's take a look at recent sales. And, and there's really nothing, essentially, as far as recent sales. There's nothing on eBay, which only goes back 90 days. There's nothing on Heritage. The only one out there is this copy that sold at Golden Auctions in 2022, uh, it was a 9.0 newsstand that sold for 7,800 bucks. Full disclosure, I was the seller on this one. So that's why I still have that. But, you know, there's only 21 copies that exist in the entire world. So not a surprise that there's not a whole lot of sales information out there on that. That's it for this edition of One and Done. I appreciate you watching. Follow me on social media. I'm at CGC Sports Illustrated on every platform. Check out my other videos here on YouTube and uh, appreciate it. Thanks.